Hey, I'm going to ask you a question. How's your sock drawer looking? Is it scary? Maybe it's time for a spring cleaning and refresh. Bombas just dropped a bunch of absurdly soft new socks, tees, and underwear to help you get that drawer in a better place while doing a little bit of good. Look, when I open up my uh, sock drawer and I see a clean pair of Bombas sitting on top, not only do my feet sort of jump for joy, but like... I can't wait to get them on my feet because I know they're going to be cozy. I know they're going to be the best socks in the house. And I know that they're going to keep me going all day long. They've got some great details that have been obsessed over, including the honeycomb arch support, which I love. Anti-blister tabs, which I also love. What that is, it's a little bit of a heel that goes up a little, just a, just a smidge higher. Like in a, whatever the perfect amount higher is, that's how high it goes. Bombas has figured this out. Uh, and they've got cushioned footbeds that feel like little pillows on your feet. Not to mention the buttery soft tees and underwear with no itchy tags. Oh, I hate an itchy tag. And Bombas is like, don't worry about it. We do too. And look, the best thing about Bombas is that when you purchase an item, Bombas donates an item. That's right. Every time you buy their socks tees, or underwear, you're also donating essential clothing to someone facing homelessness. To date, Bombas has donated over 100 million clothing items and counting. I mean, Bombas can make returns easy as well. I don't know why you'd return anything, because what? (laughs) But they do have a 100% happiness guarantee, so if the dryer or your dog eats a sock, or if you're unhappy with your purchase for virtually any reason, they'll do whatever they can to replace it and make it right. Bombas has a spring collection out right now. That means new colors and new fun. (laughs) That's right. They have garden party socks that bring the party to your feet. They got stripes. They got florals. They've got vintage colored rib socks. You know, those like... You know, uh, stripes on the top of it. It's like, oh, hey, look at me. I'm a vintage uh, soccer player or track person. They've got those, too. And they even have a new pointel sock with a frilly cuff. You know, for all you frill seekers out there, folks, all I'm saying is you heard me talk about Bombas for years now. I don't know why you haven't done anything about it. Get comfy this spring and give back with Bombas. Head over to bombas.com slash adventure and use the code adventure for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash adventure. Use the code adventure at checkout. Trust me, your feel thank you. Hey everyone, welcome to Matt and Dory's Excellent Adventure, coming to you from the weekend. Hi, I'm Matt. I'm Dory. Hope you're all doing well. Hope you're all keeping yourselves occupado. Yep. With whatever that may mean. Reading a lot, watching a lot, binge watching television. Taking care of children. Binge homeschooling. Binge homeschooling. (laughs) Binge uh, trying to figure out activities to do when you can't take your children outside. Yeah. Uh, binge sleeping, maybe. Some of you are doing that. Yep, yep, yep. I'm sure someone out there is binge rowing. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, here we are, week five, four. Four, five? I think this is the fifth week coming up. Yeah. Uh, it's interesting. I mean, there's not, there's not a ton to report on our end. Although I will say that, you know, I finally 
was able to procure firewood. Yes, a lot of firewood. Yes, in a in a in a in a Monday morning, my Monday morning grocery trip. That's right, Lex. I'm only leaving on Monday mornings for groceries. Uh, I was, I, I was like, oh, there's a pile of wood outside. And I said, on the, when I was checking out, I'd also like two piles of this wood, please. They're like, okay, just grab it on your way out. And I was like, did I even have to pay for it? I mean, it feels like it's just free now. Um, but you paid for it. Of course it. I did. I have so much Catholic guilt. I would not allow myself to do that. Um, <clears throat> but do you want to come up here? Is, this not, is it not cozy enough for you here? Come on, Bubba. Right there. You love it on the couch. Uh, for those of you who would like to see our dog, you can follow us on Instagram at Matt Myra, M-A-T-T-M-I-R-A. At Dory, D-O-R-E-E. Plenty of dog and baby content because we are home with both of them. <laughs> well, and Bo has his own Instagram. He does, Beauregard Bosch. We will be sure to tag him whenever he appears so you can find him that way. I tagged him in the photo I posted the other day. Let's see how many more followers we can get Bo. <laughs> uh, I took a picture of Henry this morning. He was playing with a, with a jazz master on the floor. I like to put a guitar on the floor for him. He likes that. To strum at. Yeah. He's Sometimes like, oh. he sits on it. Uh, he he's he's uh, his new thing is trying to like he'll start to strum. He'll go like he'll like be meh, and then he'll grab my hand and start to motion me to strum. Oh really? Will, yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's so funny. You know he's a uh, he's a uh, he's seen a lot of guitar in his day. He has. You and know? His, he hasn't. His day has not been long. <laughs> no, he's uh, eleven and a half months old. Yeah, coming up on one year, everybody. Oh my goodness! All of the listeners who left us a year ago, we hope you're also doing well. You'll never hear this. <laughs> it's true. Uh, so I'm trying to figure out how to schedule my life a little bit better without the schedule. You know, there's no schedule, so. I'm kind of lost. Yeah, I feel like for someone like you, you like externally imposed structure. I do. Uh, like an external force. Yep. Exerting onto my life. Yeah. <laughs> if if I can go nowhere. Like, right. you know, if I'm at work, then that's the external force. Could I make a suggestion? Yes, dear. What if you did some um, remote personal training? I've thought about it. The end. I've thought about it. Okay. I've also thought about, you know, I'm just so, I'm so close in there over, you know, in the shed slash lab, much like Dory is so close in her office to actually getting it almost organized. Yep. Uh, Big hurdle in both of our cases is Matt Myra. Yeah, I would say Matt Myra is the primary hurdle. Yeah, I it's a lot to do on your own, so it's tough. Dory's done everything she can with her stuff. My stuff is now just sitting. It, it's a pile of uh, stuff that looks at me and goes, "Wait, what are you doing, bud?" I put he had he just had like all these jackets and sweatshirts and random clothes on the floor. And By so the I way, just... that was all the stuff that was hanging on the back of my door in my old office. I have nowhere for that now. So I just piled it. She did. She literally piled. I mean, it's a pile. Because I was like, you know what? This will make it clear to Matt how much stuff is in here. Well, it's not more than I thought. Okay. It's the same amount. It's jackets. Like, what do you do with jackets? 
Well, we have a closet that I put some of your jackets in. I know, but like beyond that. You can put the rest of them in there. Do you think they'll fit? I don't think they will. In the hall closet? In the hanging? Yeah, I don't think they'll fit. We haven't even tried. I've looked at it. I've eyeballed it. Doing a lot of eyeballing lately. (laughs) Not measuring twice, cutting once. I'm eyeballing it and cutting. Whoa. Yeah. Sorry, Norm Abrams. Wow. No, Norm Abram? Yeah. Abram. Yeah, he'd be pretty upset with you. Yeah, he would be. He'd, he'd also want me to follow proper procedure. Yeah. Eye and ear protection. You don't, you don't like expect a Boston accent to come out of his mouth, but it does. Oh, it's the thickest New England accent you'll ever hear. Yeah. For anyone wondering what we're talking about, just turn on the old New Yankee Workshop. Like, Look for an old episode on YouTube. Uh, I like uh, my favorite, of course, Adirondack chair. That's a great one. Rebuilds that. You know, I always wanted to build that. I've said that to Dory. You could build one. Well, I'd have to order wood. I don't know how to order wood. Because, mm. uh, you know, you go to the hardware store. Get right. wood. And I'm like, I don't want to go anywhere. Yeah. So, and then like, I don't have a big giant car. Like if, I ha- if we had the long Volvo still. Yeah. I could go get wood. Right, right, put right. Put in my vehicle. Yep. And now I just, I feel bad del- having someone deliver wood. Yes. Can't pick out the pieces. Don't know what they look like. That's could true. Could be naughty. Yeah. Uh, I just don't know. All right. Forget that plan. But back to your schedule. <laughs> yes. What do you want to have on the schedule? Work. Okay. Writing. Okay. Know, that's what that means. Everyone. Yep. Uh, I'm going to have to slight, I'm going to have to do podcasting. Yep. I'm going to have to get guitar practice in. Yep. I'm going to have to get guitar repair in. Yep. going to have to get Henry time in. Yep. Uh, that's pretty much my schedule so far. Okay. None of that obviously was working out. I don't know if you noticed that. Uh, no, it's fine. The only no, reason I'm just I saying it's like, do you want working out in that schedule? Or I no? don't know. Yeah, let's get there. You know, let's just little baby steps here. Okay. I don't like the pressure everyone seems to be putting on everyone to be using this time to be getting everything done. Honey, there's a great podcast I think you should listen yeah. to. It's called Here For You. Oh, boy. This sounds very... It's daily. Very unlike something I would want to listen it's to. It's daily. And, you know, the hosts, they just talk a lot about this pressure that people are under to seem, quote unquote, productive, making the most of this time. Yeah. Well, I'm getting it from all ends. Yeah. I'm getting it from, like, my agent, my development people. They're like, I want to read. What do you want to write? writing? Uh, directors are like, what do you, I, want to write, I want to direct something. What are you writing? I'm like, what? I mean, these are all very good problems to have. Absolutely. But then it's like, what did I just do? I just wasted five weeks or four, whatever weeks. How many weeks? Four. We'll say four. First of all, you've been working. I haven't been off for a month yet. You have not been off for a month. You've been working crazy hours. You, this was going to be your time off anyway. You needed to take some time to just clear your brain. Yeah, but unfortunately, the world's brain is getting cleared at the same time. Okay, well now, you know, now you're like, okay, I can I need to refocus and yes. that's fine. So, I'm going to work on refocusing next week. That's my intention. Okay. For next week. Great. Right, for every 35 listeners out there. Um how about you? What's your intention for next week? I thought that was a ball of the tape I use in the shed for painting guitars. Nope. Cuz I have orange and blue tape. Those are cloth masks that someone made for me. Oh, cool. Um my intention for next week, I have I have been getting writing done finally. She has. She Dory's so good at this. No, I'm not. You're good at working from home. I mean, you've had practice. I'm okay at it. 
I like really need to focus. I would say that most of the time during the day hours when you're not um, having lunch or on your afternoon uh, constitutional with Henry, Mm -hmm. you're working either out or on. (laughs) Yeah. 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 I mean, you know, I am doing a daily podcast now, so that does take up some time. And then in addition to the regular forever 35 stuff that we do, um, so that's a lot of it, but I've just, you know, I really need to finish this book and I have been making time for it every day ish. <laughs> um, so I need to just keep doing that. Yeah. Well, you're, I will say you're doing, you're doing, you seem to be from, 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 uh, from my POV. You know what I will say, well. you know, what's, you know, what helps me? I don't have a like, here's what I'm doing like every half hour of the day. I mean, I do have things that are scheduled, Mm -hmm. which I think helps, but every day I have certain things that I know I always do. Like Mm -hmm. I always take a walk with Henry in the afternoon. Yeah. So like I kind of orient my day knowing that, okay, around like four, I'm going to be taking him for a walk. Yes. Another thing that I always do is I always do a bedtime yoga routine. Yes. Even if I, sometimes I do a six minute one, sometimes yeah. it's super short, but you know, all, I know I, I'm always going to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think it's good to just have things that you know you're going to do every day. Yeah. Well, I mean, my schedule has filled up remarkably with the podcast, the Star Trek podcast now with the extra Patreons we're doing. Right, right, right. Um, so like two days a week in the middle of the afternoon, it's Andy and I for three hours each. Yeah. You know. And then I have to watch usually at least an hour's worth of stuff for each podcast. Right. So that takes up some chunk of my time. Yeah. Uh, and then guitar lessons. I have guitar lessons on Tuesdays and Fridays. So I record Monday, Wednesday. No, I'm sorry. I record Monday, Thursday. And then I have Tuesday, Friday. Oh, I thought you recorded Tuesday, Thursday. No, I do. You had told me Tuesday, Thursday. Well, it had been. That was my plan. And well, then when the guitar lesson situation was happening. We have Dylan on Monday afternoon because I thought you had. At four. At four. Yeah, I couldn't get the podcast done before four. Okay. We're still seeing Dylan, you guys. Dylan's still teaching finance. He's guys. still teaching us finance. Um, Global pandemics do not stop Dylan. No, they do stop the economy, but not Dylan. No. Dylan's um, his own economy. Yes. Hope uh, any of you still out there uh, are, enjoy- are using his services. He's a helpful individual. Um, but. Uh, yeah, so my day is sort of filled. I don't know why. People don't want to hear this. Why am I talking about this? Because I think this is a struggle for a lot of people. Oh, okay. Good. We're all in this together. Yeah, we're all in this together. We're here for you. Yep. Wait, what? Yeah. Isn't that what we say at the end of every podcast? And remember, I mean, we're here for you. That's... Do you ever say, and remember? Um. And remember, we're here for you. I'm Kate, and I'm Dory, and we're here for you. Is that how it goes? Kind of. Yeah. Not really, but well, a little bit. I like it. Let's, Thanks. Let's add some structure. Okay. Let's structure the podcast. Here for You is very structured. Good. Well, it has to be. Yeah, it's It's short. a daily podcast. You need it to be. Yeah. It's bing, bang, boom. Exactly. It's bing, bang, boom. Um, how's, how's Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me doing nowadays? You hate that show. I do. <laughs> are they still doing trivia? I have no idea. I'm sure they are. Um, Henry has has started to say things that sound like words. Yes, he's he's come he's come to uh, making more consonant sounds that are distinguishable. Yeah, 
when uh, he sees the brown bear, brown bear, what do you see book? He says, bow, bah. Yes, that's a, that's pretty much exactly what he says. Bow, bah. <laughs> so that's brown bear. Yep. Uh, Dada, mum, mum. It's mama. Is it mum? He mum? says mama, um, but he uh, calls to, a lot, to a of, lot things of different mama. things. Yeah. yeah. And then he says dada, and then he has another sound that he makes when he wants something. Day day. Yes. Because maybe it's because when we want him to go to sleep, we say tie tie. <laughs> <laughs> we don't say that that much. No. Um. Oh, and he says he says ba for bow. Yes. Yes. I saw him take, he took 11 steps today. Yeah, he's been walking a lot. Like uh, 11 continuous steps. Yeah. So they're very small steps. They are small steps, but I'm a little baby. One thing I've noticed is he'll go to the gate of the playroom and then when he, he'll be standing up and then he'll walk. Like he uses the gate as sort of like a launch pad. Yeah. Yeah. That gate really serves a lot of functions for him. (laughs) Stress relief. He likes to (laughs) shake it and yell. And he likes to shake it and shake his head at the same time. He's a really big fan of this. Yeah, I started doing something. Ah. I started shaking my head and waving, like flapping my arms essentially today, mm-hmm. but kind of doing it unpredictably. And he thought it was the funniest thing <laughs> he he's does. ever seen. He really is, a, is an easy audience yeah. for humor. Yeah. But, you know, pleasing him seems to be a whole other ballgame. Yeah, that's, a, that's, a, that's another kettle of fish. Yeah. Um, what else has been going on? We're still cleaning every night. That's another thing that we do every day. Yes. That's some structure. Nine o'clock clean. Uh, very helpful. Very handy. I feel like it's been kind of life changing. It's been, it's been home life changing. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think our lives are changed. Home life is our lives right now. Oh, that's true. (laughs) That's true. So. Bo was like, what are you guys doing? (laughs) Every night? I liked when it was dirty. I'm going to go sleep over here. <laughs> um, yeah, it's, it's, it's been an interesting time. I'm sure for everybody else is going through their own interesting times with this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, just a reminder that you can tell us about your interesting times by calling 413-461-BABY. Or you can email us at doryandmatt at gmail.com or mattanddory at gmail.com. And you can join our Facebook group at facebook.com slash groups slash excellent adventure. A lot of action in the Facebook group. Oh, good. Always. Good. And there's a spinoff group for um, Matt and Dory's Excellent Adventure Pregnancy and Children. If you are pregnant or you have children and you want to continue the conversation, you can head over there as well. Um, All right, we're going to take a short break, and we will be right back. Today's show is brought to you by Best Fiends. Hey, did you know that there are other ways to use your phone to escape from reality besides Instagram? Like the fun puzzle game Best Fiends. It's a fun escape from the everyday. I love Best Fiends. I play it pretty much every day. It's progressive, so you do these puzzles, and each one gets a little bit harder, and you learn more about the game, and it just speaks to like every part of my brain that needs a challenge, but also needs to be turned off, if that makes sense. I love it. I'm on level 587, okay? 
I really like this game. Uh, it's just super fun and I highly recommend it. It's unlike any other puzzle game out there. They update the game monthly with new levels and events so it never gets old and you don't even need internet to play. So you don't need to worry about Wi-Fi access or using cell data. Best Fiends has thousands of levels already with new levels, events, and characters added every month. It's hours of fun right at your fingertips and you can even play offline. With over 100 million downloads and tons of five-star reviews, Best Fiends is a must-play. Download Best Fiends free on the Apple App Store or Google Play. That's friends without the R, Best Fiends. All right, we're back, everyone. All right, so... Hope you've all scheduled your lives. <laughs> so, you know, honey, you uh, just... We just were saying people should tell us how they're doing. Yes, please. Anonymous wrote in to tell us how they're doing. Okay, thank you. Anonymous, what, how are you doing? Um, I thought I would weigh in on the topic of how is everyone doing? In short, not so good. Feel free to stop there. For the real real, read on. First and foremost, my husband and I are fortunate to still have jobs, and for that, I'm thankful. However, the flip side is that we are going to work each day when being told at every angle to stay home. As you might imagine, this is a source of great frustration, wanting to stay home for the greater good, but needing to keep our jobs and provide those essential functions on which people depend and expect. Meanwhile, we have two school-aged kids and a toddler, all of whom are staying with grandparents. Oh, wow. The anxiety it gives me to know we could potentially expose our high-risk parents to this virus is almost too much to bear. But where else can our kids go? School and daycare are closed. We are working and they are too young to stay at home alone. Mm -hmm. We are feeling like we are stuck between a rock and a hard place with no way of getting out. Add to that the pressure and stress, much of which I will admit is self-imposed to homeschool them so they don't fall behind. I guess we are left feeling a bit worn out trying to work 40 to 50 hours a week, school two children and keep some sort of normalcy for our family. How are we coping? One, asking the grandparents to have life lessons with our kids and read to them. Mm -hmm. For example, how to set a formal table, how to safely use power tools. Oh, that's interesting. And today's lesson, watch the road workers repave the road and discuss the different types of equipment and materials. <laughs> we are hoping life will be, much, will be closer to normal by summer so that we can hire a tutor or send the kids to summer school to catch up. Two, mentally and physically recovering during the evenings and weekends by vegetating on the couch, exercising, eating comfort foods, and not stressing about schoolwork. If it happens, it happens. If not, we're allowing ourselves to say, that's okay, we are doing what we can. Three, having Friday evening virtual happy hour with friends and family. Four, using every anxiety coping mechanism we've ever learned to get through the week. Five, trying to have as much fun as we can at home. It's got way too long. I'm thinking I needed to vent and you got it. Sorry. Feel free to edit down. Nope. No editing. <laughs> Glad you're doing well and that Dory's prepping and Matt's Lysol wipe buying have both been justified. <laughs> My fabric and craft supply stash have never been more justified. My therapy last weekend was to make masks for us to wear to our non-medical jobs. Anonymous in 2,000 square feet on five acres in rural Missouri. Wow. that That is let's just talk about uh that that you're 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 i think you're doing a pretty great job of coping i do too i think you, i like that you have these things this 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 happy hour situation sounds interesting mm -hmm. a lot of people do that we don't do that no <laughs> it's so funny we still don't see anyone <laughs> um let's just i mean first of all let's be super thankful that you have your parents around yeah I mean, imagine what would what would you have done? I can't even wrap my brain around it. Yeah. Um. 
but uh, I hope that the you know the podcast uh, is with you on the commute. Thank you for being essential. Yeah, and continuing to be essential. I hope you're wearing a mask at work. In LA, we all have to wear masks when we go anywhere now. You don't have to wear them like if you're just going on a walk, but if you go to a store or anywhere where there are people, you are supposed to wear a mask. Yeah. And, and people who work in essential establishments are all supposed to be wearing masks too. Yes, which are supposed to be provided by the employers. Yes. Uh, it's an interesting, you know, it's a really, I don't know, it's odd, but also like you just sort of go, you sort of rethink essentialness yeah you know you just sort of go well i mean i've been fine what did i need with all those guitar center trips Mm. (laughs) whoa yeah no i'll (laughs) tell you what i needed all of it every trip was necessary wow except for the ones that weren't which is most of them (laughs) um but uh Thank you. This is the kind of thing I'd like to hear from people. Yes, yeah. You suppose you don't do, you don't, do you hear for me? You do, do you hear for yous? Do you guys get oh, yeah. emails? You do email on that yeah, show? Yeah, yeah, We do email and we do voicemail. Oh, interesting. Yep. We should check that out. I should subscribe. It's a pretty good show. Hmm. People seem to like it. Honey, is the, is the Zoom plugged in? It looks like it's unplugged. Oh, yeah, it is unplugged. I just don't want it to die in the middle of recording. Oh. Trying to conserve batteries in this pandemic. Thank you. Thank you for noticing. Um, Anonymous, thank you so much for writing in. And yeah, you are in a really tough situation and it does sound like you're managing things as well as you can. I I mean, I know it's easy for me to say because I don't have school age kids, but I I think you do what you can. Yeah. And also let's talk about the fact that you got, it seems like you got five acres. So you've got some of your own outdoor space, which is nice. Yeah. You know, I don't know what the weather's like right now. If there's a storm moving through or or uh, if it's sunny and 60 degrees. I don't know. But. All okay. right. You know, I was looking up. I was like, how do you get rid of wet spots? This is a sort of a side tangent off of this five acre situation. <laughs> I was like, I Googled. How do you get rid of, uh, you know, spots in your yard that collect water and like the three things were like move the drainage spout i'm looking around like well there's no drainage spout here so i can't do that uh build a water garden like that doesn't help at all and then uh create a creek (laughs) i was like what this is all none of these are gonna work you don't want a creek in between the house and, and the shed? And the no. Shed. No, I don't. All right. I don't know. I was like, do I just dig a giant hole? Like a, like a, do I just like irrigate it like a golf course? Like just, you know, plug out a couple of holes for water to go? I don't know. Oh. So but we, that was not suggested to me. Should we? Babbling Creek was suggested. Should we plant stuff there? No. There's no path. Mm. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you can't get All right. there. Okay. All right, I'm going to skip around a little bit. Um, this is off of the five-acre thing. I just thought of our, our, our 170th acre yard. Yeah. So. If that. We, we got more emails about the sister situation. Oh, okay. So I'm going to read some of them. I would, I would uh, be happy to hear some. Okay. Recap, catch you up if you weren't 
with us last week? Two weeks ago was when we first got the yes. email. So, sister of sister. A sister, a younger sister had an older sister who had been going through IVF. The older sister felt like the younger sister had never been quite as sympathetic as she would have liked. Mm-hmm. Younger sister got pregnant. Yeah, hang on. Young, younger sister, in an effort to connect more, yes, started listening, started to, listening this to, podcast. to our podcast. Um, younger sister FaceTimed older sister with her husband to tell her she was pregnant. A couple days later, older sister told younger sister she never, like, she didn't want to speak to her. BTFO. Back the fuck off. Yeah. Yeah. And blocked her on Instagram and I think blocked her number. Yeah. Yeah. So some, some, uh, some strong action happening. Strong. Yes. Yes. And here we are. All right. This first email is from Allison. Hi, Matt and Dory. I love your podcast. Have listened from the beginning. My story is similar to yours with five IVF cycles at two clinics, finally culminating in my lovely science twins who are a year older than Henry. I had a situation very similar to the writer who'd been cut off by her sister-in-law only. I was the cutter offer. I think it was her sister, not her sister-in-law. Anyway, uh, now that I have my science babies, I have more perspective about the situation. My sister-in-law thought she might be having some fertility struggles and I was excited. Obviously not that she was struggling, but to have someone I cared about going through the same thing as I was. Mm -hmm. Shortly thereafter, I discovered she was pregnant through some awkward circumstances. There was really no way to tell me that wouldn't have hurt me but I felt she chose the worst option. She's a very kind person who would never want to hurt me. And even at the time I knew that, but I felt betrayed. Hmm. Obviously I was jealous, but I was also hurt, angry, betrayed and felt very lonely. I cut her off completely refusing to speak with her or even be in the same room. When my husband spoke with her, luckily we lived in different States. My husband never understood my emotional struggles with fertility and was extremely upset by my reaction to his sister but he did his best to keep me happy even when it also hurt him. This lasted several years. Mm. Now that I have my babies, my relationship with my sister-in-law has much improved and I feel like we're friends again. It helps that my infertility PTSD has been replaced by PTSD from delivery complications. Yay twins. In some ways I really regret cutting her off. It had ramifications on the whole family and I lost several years of being friends with a person I've always liked. A lot of people were hurt by it. On the other hand, I have a lot of empathy toward the person I was back then. I was grieving with every nightmarish IVF cycle, and I was really angry. It was easier to be angry at someone than feel sad. Not the most mentally healthy choice, but it was my method of self-protection. I hope this gives some more perspective to the writer's situation. Allison with two adults, one depressed dog, and two science toddlers in 4,300 square feet of cheap real estate near Green Bay. Oh, Wisconsin. Wisconsin. Everybody votes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, this is a really uh, valuable perspective. But I I'll think. tell you what I would like to know from this information that we're not being told. What? What is pretty much the worst way? Oh, yeah. Good point. Was it like... Because like, if you're saying that pretty much the worst way was an email, that no. would be information we need. Oh, oh, oh. Right, right, right. right. Yeah. So like, this is my question. Did she hire a skywriter? <laughs> was she... it a singing telegram at yes. your door? Did did she send you a uh, an edible arrangement that said, "I'm pregnant"? Yep. Guess what? I'm preggers, sucker. 
Oh, oh. with a lollipop on the sucker. That would well, yeah. <laughs> that would be a bad way. Yeah, I just would like to know what the. Okay, that's fair. So maybe Allison will will weigh in. Um. Okay, this is from Amber. Hey, people and puppies. First, I'm shocked you only got two responses from the previous week's sister drama situation. I'm kind of siding with both of you on this situation. The situation in which it happened was not ideal. However, fully blocking family is also a bit extreme. I'm the oldest in my family, and both my younger siblings had babies in the time it took us to get pregnant. Mm -hmm. My mom told me about my sister. She thought it would be better coming from her, though we hadn't been trying too long at that point. When my brother found out that he was going to be a father a week after his girlfriend went off the pill. No one wanted to tell me. My husband told me after my brother finally told him after everyone avoided me for weeks, which upset me more than anything. Mm. Meanwhile, I'd found out that my closest friend was pregnant as well. She hadn't wanted to tell me either, but she had accidentally left her prenatals out and I figured it out. (laughs) Fertility detectives. (laughs) Prenatal. Hang on a second. That's like when I when I was going to prenatal yoga and I ran into my friend who was like really early in her pregnancy and hadn't told anyone. And I was first I was like, wait, why why are you going to pre prenatal yoga? Oh fertility detectives. <laughs> I've been on both sides of that situation now and it's never easy. There is no right way to deal with it. Um I'd like to make a good shutdown binge recommendation now. Shit's Creek on Netflix is such a funny and feel good show. It's a must during this time for sure. And so like David and Alexis and Shit's Creek, I need to take a selfish. I was really good at holding it all in until I was alone where I could properly mourn my stupid ovaries. I'd indulge in my anger and sadness and then I could be happy for them and their pregnancies. I hope that was coherent. Adult conversation hasn't been happening so much lately. (laughs) Thanks for continuing to bring us content every week. It's appreciated now more than ever. Regards, Amber. Amber, thank you for the email and the recommendation of Shit's Creek. Yeah. I haven't haven't tried it. You know, I tried it and I couldn't get into it, but so many people I know are so into it that I I feel like I need to give it one more shot. Well, it's like, there's no way it's not good. It's Canadian. It's Eugene Levy. And Catherine O'Hara. Yeah. You know, SCTV's finest. I know. It has to be good. There's no reason for it not to be. Yet, here we are. Two people on the outside looking in. But on the bright side, we didn't care about the end of Game of Thrones. Everybody seemed disappointed by that. We we were like, what? (laughs) (laughs) That's true. Um, All right. So, guess who we heard from? Uh, I'm going to take a wild guess. Okay. Okay. Yep. Ringo Starr. Close. Oh, okay. We heard from the sister. Oh, very similar. Yeah. All right. It's from Lauren, the original emailer. Wait, oh, okay. I thought you were going to say we heard from the sister, like the cutter oh, the offer. other, the cutter oh, offer. Oh, if the other sister's out there, Juliette Lewis... That movie, The Other Sister. No, if The Other Sister's out there, she should email also. Oh, yeah. I don't think she listens to this podcast. No, she says that podcast. Yeah, disdainfully. All right. Hello again. I wasn't planning to write in again, but I started listening to the follow-up and felt the need to clarify. Thank you. I was planning to email my sister the news because of the podcast. Okay, so she had been paying attention. Okay, so we did get that through. 
but my mom and other sister advised me not to. My mom went as far as to say that my sister go that my sister going through IVF would be happy for me because she was planning to sit me down and talk to me about the importance of trying earlier in life. I should not have listened to my mom, but my mom and sister are very close, talk every day, mm-hmm. and my mom goes to all the appointments with my sister. I thought she'd have a better understanding of where my sister was at. Clearly, that fair. wasn't the case. That's a fair assessment of the situation regarding your mother going to appointments every day and sort of uh, being more aware of the ebbs and flows of uh, your sister's cycles. Anyway, I've realized I'll just need to give her space and not talk to her as she works through her feelings. I think she was justified to be upset and not want to know about my pregnancy, but I don't think she was justified in saying a lot of the things in that message. I agree. I'm not sure this is worth reading on the podcast. It's too late. We've read it on the podcast. Mm -hmm. It was worth it. I just wanted to explain my behavior a bit because after listening to the podcast, I should have known better live and learn, I guess. P.S. I will never get over the embarrassment of spelling IVF wrong in that email. (laughs) Um, Okay. That's a helpful clarification, in my opinion. Which part? That the she part, was going to email? Yes. Or that she listened to her mother and here's why. I mean, it's all, it all helpful. It's all helpful. Like the fact that she was originally like, oh, yes, I heard on that podcast that I listened to so I could understand my sister's struggle more uh, careful, more empathetically. So I'm going to email her. And then yeah. her mom was like, I don't think that's a good idea. Mm. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm, so Maybe mother doesn't do always to? know best. Moms? Or people who are going through it and have gone through it. That's all I'm saying. Two podcasters you don't know. Two podcasters you don't know are better than no podcasters. That's true. Unless you hate podcasts. Well, hmm. all right. We're going to take another short break. Okay, BRB. Today's show is brought to you by Bombas. Bombas makes the most comfortable socks in the history of feet. Having rethought every detail of the socks we wear to make something way better. I love my Bombas socks. I have pairs that are more like sporty, athletic-y. I have the no-show socks. I have ones that are a little more fashion forward, if you will, like a leopard print with a little sparkle in them. Bombas socks do more than keep feet cozy. They help give back to the most vulnerable members of our community. For every pair of socks you purchase, Bombas donates a pair to someone in need. The generosity of Bombas customers has allowed them to donate over 34 million pairs of socks and counting through their nationwide network of over 3,000 giving partners. And the impact is more powerful than ever. To those experiencing homelessness, these socks represent the dignity of putting on clean clothes, a small comfort that's especially important right now. So give a pair when you buy a pair and get 20% off. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hey, I'm going to ask you a question. How's your sock drawer looking? Is it scary? Maybe it's time for a spring cleaning and refresh. Bombas just dropped a bunch of absurdly soft new socks, tees, 
and underwear to help you get that drawer in a better place while doing a little bit of good. Look, when I open up my uh, sock drawer and I see a clean pair of Bombas sitting on top, not only do my feet sort of jump for joy, but like... I can't wait to get them on my feet because I know they're going to be cozy. I know they're going to be the best socks in the house. And I know that they're going to keep me going all day long. They've got some great details that have been obsessed over, including the honeycomb arch support, which I love. Anti-blister tabs, which I also love. What that is, it's a little bit of the heel that goes up a little, just a just a smidge higher. Like in a, whatever the perfect amount higher is, that's how high it goes. Bombas has figured this out. Uh, and they've got cushioned footbeds that feel like little pillows on your feet, not to mention the buttery soft tees and underwear with no itchy tags. Oh, I hate an itchy tag. And Bombas is like, don't worry about it. We do too. And look, the best thing about Bombas is that when you purchase an item, Bombas donates an item. That's right. Every time you buy their socks, tees, or underwear, you're also donating essential clothing to someone facing homelessness. To date, Bombas has donated over 100 million clothing items and counting. I mean, Bombas can make returns easy as well. I uh, don't know why you'd return anything because what? <laughs> but they do have a 100% happiness guarantee. So if the dryer or your dog eats a sock or if you're unhappy with your purchase for virtually any reason, they'll do whatever they can to replace it and make it right. Bombas has a spring collection out right now. That means new colors and new fun. <laughs> That's right. They have garden party socks to bring the party to your feet. They got stripes. They got florals. They've got vintagey colored rib socks. You know, those like... You know, uh, stripes on the top of it. It's like, oh, hey, look at me. I'm a vintage uh, soccer player or track person. They've got those, too. And they even have a new pointel sock with a frilly cuff. You know, if for all you frill seekers out there, folks, all I'm saying is you heard me talk about Bombas for years now. I don't know why you haven't done anything about it. Get comfy this spring and give back with Bombas. Head over to bombas.com slash adventure and use the code adventure for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash adventure. Use the code adventure at checkout. Trust me, your feel thank you. Off your first purchase at bombas.com slash adventure. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash adventure for 20% off your first purchase. Bombas.com slash adventure. Hello, we're back. We are. We're somehow getting this done while Henry takes his second nap. It's unbelievable. Something something happened today where he took a, a nice first nap. I'll tell you exactly what happened. We were looking at him and we waited and we sort of, you know, I think the 2.30 thing, very helpful. I agree. I think uh, the morning... Uh, he had a good time. I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> Continue. <laughs> um, okay. We're going to hear a voicemail. Hey, Matt and Dory. This is Lisa in Minneapolis. I just wanted to call in and respond to the person who asked for advice about um, how to say no to lots of toys as gifts. Mm. So pretty early on in our son's life, we were really inundated with toys, um, both as gifts for holidays and birthday, but also because he's the youngest of eight cousins and we just got a lot of hand-me-downs. People were getting toys out of their house and they wound up in our house. Um, so what I actually started doing was asking for consumable things as gifts. So obviously diapers would have been at the top of my list, but um, people tended to 
turn up their nose at the idea of giving diapers as gifts. Um, so what, what did go over really well, though, was asking for his favorite foods or treats once he was eating foods, um, the kinds of crackers or puffs that he really likes or um, favorite cookies or treats. People were really excited about giving that, um, as well as, like, soap or lotion or other mm, kinds of baby bath soap. stuff. Um, we also asked when he transitioned to table foods, it was uh, right around the holiday. So we asked for soupy cups and plates and bowls and silverware. Oh, that's nice. Um, that's as gifts at thing. that time, which is stuff we needed anyway. Um, and now that the weather's getting warmer outside, um, there's a lot of outdoor toys that are consumable, like sidewalk chalk um, or bubbles um, or even Play-Doh. Um, it, that's like a consumable, usable thing. Yeah. So since that stuff gets used up, it doesn't create as much clutter in our house long term. So we like to ask for that kind of stuff as gifts. And that tends to go over pretty well with people. Um, yeah, so that's what we asked for. And now whenever I have an opportunity to give a gift to a little kid, I always just ask their parents what their favorite food or snack is. Um, and parents are always really grateful to get that kind of stuff as gifts. So food is always good. Um, anyway, I just wanted to throw my two cents in about that. Thank you so much for the podcast. We are oh, two adults right. and an 18-month-old in 2,000 square feet in Minneapolis. Nice. Okay, stay safe. Bye, everybody. Uh, a lot of good ideas I wouldn't have thought of. Yeah, same. I'm really loving this chalk situation. Yeah. And bubbles. Big, big things kids love that don't take up a ton of space and go away exactly also i like the idea of the plates and the and the and the silverware i was just saying earlier today that i want to get him another bowl from the company that makes the, the plate that actually sticks that's right the bowl from the company that makes the plate that sticks everyone write that down and get us that um yeah, and also like uh, the idea of like, I just don't know what we'd get Henry, like some some raspberries. <laughs> <laughs> he likes raspberries. He likes raspberries a lot. And cottage cheese. He likes cottage cheese. He likes yogurt. Yep, Bamba. Bamba. He hasn't had much Bamba lately. It's because we're in a shortage here. That's not. We have two bags waiting for him. Yep. 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 Uh, Thank you for that voicemail. Thank you. Those are great suggestions. So pretty good quality audio on that voicemail, by the way. True. And it wasn't even a voice memo. Yeah. Yep. Yep. All right. This is Minneapolis has all the best audio tech. Oh, it's good music city, Minneapolis. It is. Yeah. Good studios there. Yep. Anyway, go ahead. This is an interesting email. I like interesting emails. It's from Nicole. Yes. Hi, Matt and Dory. Long-time listener who was interested in your show because as a lesbian, I always knew assisted reproductive technology was in my future. When I started listening, my wife and I were dating, but after our wedding last year, we decided to start the process of trying to conceive mm-hmm. with science. After the recent failure of, my, of our second IUI cycle, I decided to start your podcast over again because I thought there might be things I didn't pay attention to at the time that are now applicable to my situation. Okay. It was a fun moment to hear on episode 10, The Crown, you're both talking about your available embryos. And Matt says that the embryo that becomes Henry would be the bow of humans. (laughs) I did. According to Matt, he will be adorable. We'll want to go on walks all the time, but we'll sleep through the night. Did that turn out to be mostly true? Have you ever thought of Henry as the bow of humans since? All the best. Nicole. That's wild. They're very similar. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, in that regard, yes. Yes. Like, but they are both... Adorable. Adorable, but they're both also like big dum-dums. 
with each other. Yeah. It's very funny. They both like each other quite a bit. They do. They both uh, seem to enjoy the same foods. <laughs> <laughs> well, Bo doesn't like fruit. No. Bo's not a monster. He's a dog. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, that's so funny that I said that. That's how, yeah, it sort of is how I feel. They're both sleeping You know, it's right interesting, now. too, because it's like, you know, when you think about it, too, I really wanted a girl. Yep. And, you know, we got, we, the boy worked. Yep. And it's like, oh, I can't imagine it any other way. And, like, right. Bo was like, I really want a black lab. Yeah. And we got Bo, and I was like, oh, oh, Bo, Bo. <laughs> can't imagine it any other way. Yeah. So Henry is the Bo of humans. Thank you for reminding us of that. <laughs> thought you would enjoy that email. I did enjoy that email. <laughs> All right. On another note, this is from Kate, who says, I'm writing in response to the writer this week who is facing a planned C-section without her partner. Hmm. Remember that? Yes, because of the situation with the hospitals. Yes, exactly. Um, where the partner can accompany her in labor and delivery, but can't go into the OR. Right. I was hoping to offer a little bit of reassurance in this decidedly shitty situation of potentially having to deliver without her partner in the room. I had an unplanned C-section in December 2017 and then a planned one in November 2019. Mm -hmm. While I had my husband there for both, I hope I can offer a little experience and advice that can help. You can, actually. Let's go. First, I will say that during my planned C-section, I also had a lot of support from the professionals in the room that I bet this letter writer will have, too. Sure, I did for my unplanned one, too, although after laboring all night, I can't really remember. Mm. I was with one dedicated nurse from the time I arrived at the hospital who stayed with me through the entire prep, surgery, and recovery room process. She offered me kind words and let me know what was going on at each step. Now they're doing this. It should only take about this long, etc. Mm -hmm. I was at a small hospital, so maybe this one-on-one -on -one vibe wouldn't happen at every hospital, but labor and delivery is an extremely coveted nursing position. So the ones who make it in are really the best of the best. I never knew that. I mean, I it makes sense. I didn't know that either. Um, even if you don't get to go through it all with one specific nurse, I'm sure you'll be cared for by really smart, experienced, nurturing nurses throughout. The anesthesiologist was also an amazing support person. He was right over my shoulder and asking me how I was doing, letting me know things were going well, etc. It was really nice to have a doctor in the room who had been through this before a million times, but who was not actively working on the surgery, so he was able to support me more directly. Hmm. My surgeon was very open to talking through the procedure with me beforehand, letting me know what my entire day would look like and, of course, how the surgery would go. She couldn't talk to me as much during the procedure, obviously, but being able to prep with her made me feel so comfortable. She let me know when I'd be able to see slash hold the baby, that I'd be able to choose to listen to music in the OR, etc. That's interesting. It sounds like it wasn't her OB. It does sound like that. Just an observation. Way to go, fertility detective. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Another thing that helped me was using some of the mindfulness techniques for labor that I learned in preparation for my first birth. Turns out it works for a C-section too. Slow your breathing, create a getaway space in your mind where you can escape to during stressful slash hard moments, etc. Lastly, I'll just say medical professionals go into this job because they care about people. I'm sure that everyone in the room knows how uncomfortable and unfair it is that your husband can't be there and they'll go over and above to make this experience as positive as it can possibly be. Birth is a monumental moment, but remember that it is just that, a moment in your life with your baby. 
even if it doesn't go the way you had hoped, which can, which can also happen for women who give birth under the best of circumstances sometimes. It is nothing compared to the days, weeks, months, and years of happy times you will have with your baby and partner. That being said, it also can't hurt to talk to a therapist about it before and afterwards too. Feelings are real. Okay, that's a lot. I hope some of this helps. Sorry it's so long. Sending all the positive vibes. Kate. Thank you for that email. Good perspective. Very good perspective. Where's your OB at though? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm just curious. I, I'm I'm also curious as to how our son is still sleeping. It's amazing. Yeah. Is he not going to want to go to sleep tonight? No, he'll go to sleep. Maybe he's finally doing the naps he's supposed to be doing. Maybe we finally found the time. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. All right. Um, actually, you know, I'm going to play, I wasn't going to play this voicemail, but I'm going to play it because it had some, it also had some really helpful C-section stuff. It gets cut off at the very end. I just want to give everyone that heads up. Heads up, everyone. It's three minutes long. It's three minutes long. It's a long one, but it's chock full of information. All right. Enjoy your information. Okay. Hi, Dory and Matt. It's Kim from Denver calling. Um, I'm calling uh, in response to the person who called about having to do a scheduled C-section without her partner in the OR. I haven't gone through that, but I have done two scheduled C-sections myself, and I did want to mention that it really is a very different experience from what I can tell, at least, from um, emergency C-sections. You actually walk into the OR yourself. Um, there's a whole team of people in there, so while, of course, you want your partner to be there, and, and there's just no getting around the fact that, that it sucks that we're in a situation where that person can't be there, there's a lot of support in the room, um, and I think you know, the key thing is you know, there's a drape up so you don't see what's happening, and the anesthesiologist is on, that, on the side of the drape that your head is on. Um, and for both of mine, which are done at two different hospitals, so two different teams, and two different anesthesiologists, that, that person was really great about, like, just checking up and keeping us up to date on what was happening on the other side of the curtain. And I think just consider that person sort of um, there for you in a lot of ways. So if you're not comfortable, let them know, and they can help you. They can just be someone to chat with. I, I think they're very used to sort of having some level of support as part of their role. Um, and so, again, it's not a substitute. It's a person that you meet that on the day, and it's not a substitute for the person you hoped would be there at the birth of your child. But I think that it's a pretty fast procedure, um, and that it it's of the various ways to have to go through childbirth without a support person with you. It's probably the best possible. Again, just acknowledging that it sucks. I actually have a friend who is having a scheduled C-section on Monday, um, and is her third scheduled C-section, and she was um, very prepared that if her partner couldn't be there, that it was going to be okay, and she and she knows what she's getting into. So, again, it's not ideal, but I think that it's uh, it, it will be okay. Um, and I really hope for the best for that listener. Um, you also just asked how we're doing. And so here in my house, we have a one-year-old and four-year-old home with us full-time and now two work-from-home full-time employed parents. And um, I also listened to Hear For Me and Forever 35 and Kate referenced the Parents Are Not Okay article from Medium. And it just is so our life. We're so lucky to both be employed in ways that we can work from home and have flexibility to still have our full income, um, 
have healthy, beautiful children who want to spend time with us, but it is so hard trying to be an employee and a parent all at once with all of us mm. here all the time. Um, so I feel for those who don't have someone that can help them in the house or still have to go out of the house to work because um, this is hard. Um, I think I always forget to say this. So we're oh. in Denver in don't cut it 34. Off. Uh, 3,400 square feet. That's what I'm going to say. 3,400 square feet with, <laughs> hang on, two science babies and hopefully a dog. I don't know. I don't know. Ah! Uh, um, helpful information, right? Yeah. Yeah. I, li- I liked, I liked it. Yep. I was, a, I was a fan of the information. I also enjoyed that there was more content in there because it went past that into how y'all doing. Yeah. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. So, A-plus marks on that voicemail, even with the cutoff. Um, All right. So, we have a couple more emails. Um, Look at Dory just just edit, just flying, <laughs> scheduling on the uh, seat of her pants here. She's just stacking the show. Okay. Um, this is from Emily. Hi, Matt and Dory. Hi. I was the negative Nancy who recommended that you not move a few months ago. Moving with a baby is such a pain. I'm truly glad you decided to move and that it has worked out so well for your whole family. The reason I decided to write in this week is because you brought up the idea of having a date night during quarantine. I'm all for this. We have a small child, almost 15 months, and our days look like this. One of us watches our son (laughs) while the other teleworks. We switch at lunchtime and both do our son's dinner and bedtime. Then we eat dinner slash work some more in the evening and go to bed. It's exhausting. However, we decided that each week we'd have a date night. We use that night in order to order in food, supporting our favorite local restaurants and rent a movie. We take turns picking each. We don't really feel like we get any breaks between childcare, our jobs and chores. And the date night is our night to get time together and relax. I look forward to it every week. And even though we're up a little later than normal, it's a thousand percent worth it. 10 out of 10 highly recommend. Glad you're all doing well and staying safe. Squeeze Henry's cheeks and pat Bo's head for me. Emily, 1,900 square feet. Our renovation finished two weeks before everything shut down. Wow. Yay. In Washington, D.C. with a wife, a 15-month-old son, and a 50-pound border collie mix. Ooh, I love border collies. I do, too. They're a rambunctious bunch. They are. They need a lot of exercise. Yes. Must be hard to have a border collie right now. Mm, Yeah. Nowhere to run. Nowhere to hide. Right. Yes. Yeah. Um date night revisited mm-hmm. I bet Dory's like we don't I mean well now that you have dinner with me I've been in the house more you have been in the house more uh, partially due to the mud in all honesty <laughs> the most frustrating thing in my life and also like you know it's not a, it's that doesn't feel like a home in there your home is in here yes correct so with your family yes and now now that you know now that I was able to procure firewood, it's very cozy. Um, I can I can light a fire, practice some guitar. Dory does a puzzle. Really, just we're 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 doing it, <laughs> and it's like, oh, that's not really doing something. Like, well, what would we be saying to each other if we were watching a movie? Hello, samezies. I love it. I think we could still. Oh, stop trying to get more time out of me. I only have so much, you know, with our nightly cleanings <laughs> and our dinners and our podcast and our baby. Uh-huh. It is it is just it's 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 demanding. Mm, you want you know, you want a drop in marriage. 
Uh, what does that mean? It means you just want to like drop in when you feel like it. And then... Don't you want to drop in everything? No. You don't want like a drop-in job or a drop-in insurance policy? Those are different. I'm talking about relationships. I'd like a drop-in son. I wouldn't. <laughs> a drop-in doggy. Oh, no. this sounds great. Mm-mm. This drop-in thing. Let's talk about more about what other things could be drop-ins. I also like the idea of ordering in once a week from a local restaurant, supporting yeah. a restaurant. Yeah, yeah. Again, hard because of your vegetables and my meats. There's plenty of places that we could order from. Well, let's start making a list of those places and okay. we'll try to knock through them. All right. All and in the span of a day. But well, I'll tell you all what we have noticed. We use a Postmate constantly. Three times a day sometimes, meaning like Dory would have lunch from somewhere. I'd have lunch from somewhere else. And then we'd have dinner from the same place. That's three different Postmate orders. Um, and we haven't, obviously, because we've been home. Uh, I don't know if it's obvious because, you know, people are still out there delivering and thank them for that. Um, but we have been cooking and you know go to the grocery store we have saved so much money not postmate it's crazy it's uh it's a little cray little not super cray it's medium cray yeah it's robert cray blues guitars robert cray anyway um i still think that it would be nice to watch something together i know you do and the people out there are probably like, why don't you guys watch Shit's Creek together? And we'll, we'll, our answer will be like, well, we don't know. It just doesn't appeal for some reason. We're just sort of lost in this Shit's Creek. We're up Shit's Creek, guys. That's the name of the show. That's the pun. Here we go. Hi. Yep. What's next? I like that I'm in the house more. I mean, I do too. I'm not. I don't, that's, I don't I'm know. not if complaining you're to kick about me that. Out, I'll go. What are you talking about? No one's kicking you out. I hear you loud and clear, Dory. I'm out of here. Good day. (laughs) Bye. All right. Okay. This is from Andrea. Hi, Dory and Matt. I'm compelled to write after listening to your conversation about eating meat and vegetarianism. Oh, please. I raised chickens for a couple of years, and I can tell you they are amazing creatures that deserve your empathy, too. Oh, no. They have personalities and clear moods and emotions. They have intricate communication systems amongst themselves. They love cuddles with their humans, human company, and all the things you might imagine other animals loving. I know I sound ridiculous, but if I can help even a few more chickens to be seen as loving creatures and not as food, it is worth it. Their eggs are delicious food, though. Hens lay regularly anyway, so I definitely don't see why one wouldn't believe in eating eggs from well-treated, well-loved chickens. I'm including a couple of photos of our chickens so you can see the beautiful (laughs) companions they make. She did, and they, 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 they did seem very, very loving. You know, it's funny is uh, Dory was ordering some food, and she was like, would you like me to get you any meat? And uh, I said, yeah, I'll take some steak and some pork. And she's like, do you want chicken? I was like, no. So maybe, maybe this chicken thing, <laughs> because you were so mean to them, I was like, I have to be nice to these chickens. Oh, okay. Yeah. That must We're going to save some chickens. All right. Thank God. Okay. It's from Julie. 
I had to write in after I heard Matt's reference to the Stephen Fry sleep story, Blue Gold on Calm. Oh, isn't that the best? I first discovered Blue Gold while in the hospital after a science baby was born in November 2018. Due to some complications, we had to spend 10 days in the hospital after the birth. And as you know, it is basically impossible to sleep in hospitals. Our doula had given me some lavender essential oil for relaxation. Oh. And I was sprinkling it all over my bedding. I was relatively new to Calm and stumbled upon the Blue Gold story and decided to give it a try. Convenient. Well, the combo of the soothing story with the scent of lavender made uh-huh. it easy to imagine myself in the lavender fields and just drift away. On the south of France. And I got the best sleep I'd gotten in a long, difficult week. Now the story's in my regular rotation, and I'm so glad to hear that others appreciate it. Oh, I love it so much. I want Stephen Fry to do more recordings for them. I wish he would. I just buy Stephen Fry's book and fall asleep to it. Oh, that's not a bad idea. But it's not built to make you sleep. Yeah, it's that's true. It's probably going to be interesting and funny. My other favorite sleep story on that app is The Dragon Tamers by Aurora de Blas. Mm. If Matt hasn't listened, he should give it a go. At first, her voice annoyed me for some reason, but then I came to really appreciate it. And it's actually a good little fantasy story. Take yeah, care, I'm, all. I'm very particular about the voices that I'm listening to on calm mm. etc like there's there's the main lady who's like the head of whatever at calm mm-hmm. who reads a bunch of these yep. and probably does asmr on the side mm-hmm. i can't i can't I really don't find, i don't find her voice soothing you know did i tell you i told you i started like periodically listening to a, a sleep podcast right no yeah oh maybe i talked about this on forever 35 probably um there's a podcast called Sleep Cove. Still asleep. Speaking of Maybe sleep. he's listening to Sleep Cove. What do you think? Okay, what do you think about this guy's voice? Hello, and welcome to Sleep Cove, the podcast to get a good night's sleep. A little too wet. I hope everyone is having great night's sleeps. He reads the ads this way. <laughs> have helped you. Subliminal. Get that piece you need. Yeah. <laughs> um, he's trying to. I like it. It's a little too wet for my tastes. Okay. So. I found it very soothing. If I had any devices on me, I would be able to play a little blue gold for everybody, but I don't. All right. Here is a voicemail with some info. Hi, Kate and Dory. Iris. <laughs> From Miami. It's for Kate and Dory. Um, I'm driving to work because I'm a sunshine. But she called so us. I'm going to work. Anyway, I wanted to pop on because I wanted to um, let you guys know that right now, America's Test Kitchen, you can get America's Test Kitchen, the membership, for three months for just $1. Whoa. Um, I've never really signed up for it, but I signed up for it now because, I mean, three months for a dollar, I mean, you're not going to get anything better than that. No. So, I know Matt's, like, a big fan of America's Test See, Kitchen. She just got so, if anybody's been wanting to join America's Test Kitchen, you can get it for a dollar. That's amazing. You can watch all the old episodes. Because this whole COVID, corona, um, crap that we're going through right now. And... <laughs> I gotta say, Matt, as far as Pop-Tarts go, I'm a big strawberry frosted Pop-Tart girl with the little sprinkles. Yeah. And I have to admit, I eat it straight out of the box. I don't toast it because... Fair. Yeah. Um, Molten lava. I don't want to burn my mouth. I want to be able to eat more Pop-Tarts in the future. Yeah. 
So, love you guys. Podcast. Been listening to the. Been listening since the beginning, and right now this is giving me. Um, I guess making me um feel better. I don't know, dude. It's just like a weird time. <laughs> it is but a thank weird time. You. Love you guys. Keep doing what you're doing. Bye. It's a weird time. Enjoy your strawberry pop tarts. See, the voicemail was for us. She just said Kate and Dory. Unclear. It still could be for you guys. No, she referred Play it on to there you. too. She referred to you several times. People can refer to me on your podcast. All right. Well, should we uh, get our son? Guys, our alarm has gone off. Hey, everyone. Hey, we're back. Henry went to sleep. He did. Twice. The, the since next day. <laughs> three times since you, we last spoke to you. Yep. 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 Um, so honey, remember how you were talking about how your, your workshop was very dusty? Yes. And I was like, I don't even want to be in here. Yeah. It is a grossness. Yeah. So we heard from a couple of listeners who had some solutions for you. Dust collection solutions. Well, kind of. Here we go. If it's a voicemail, I'm not going to hear it because I don't have headphones. No, I'm not kidding you. I didn't plug in because I thought we were at the end of the podcast. Well, we had one more voicemail. All right. Oh, you've already heard it, so I'll listen. Yes. (laughs) Sharing is caring. Thank you, honey. Hey, Matt and Dory. This is Joey in Los Angeles just uh, calling because Matt's struggling with dust in his workshop. And having had many workshops myself, dust is always a fight couple of things you can do, Matt, to help that. If you get a box fan and some plywood, you build a frame around your box fan mm-hmm. and put some air filters behind it like you would use for your air conditioning and run that preferably from the inside to the outside right. so that it will suck all of the fine dust particles out of the room and trap it in the filter. You also might want to just get a, a shop vac. I don't know if you were using power tools to sand or doing this all by hand sanding. Both, but use sure. the shop vac either in the power sander or just close to the area where you're sanding to help collect the dust as you sand. Yes. Anyway, that's just my two cents. I love hearing y'all and uh, take care. Stay safe in COVID-19. Take care. Uh, thank you. Those are two good, great ideas. First of all, let me say, I recently purchased a box fan, actually since we last recorded, uh, for that. Actually, it was going to be more for like, if I ever decided to spray in, because we're going to get two weeks of rain. If I ever decided to spray inside, I would have to open the door and have the fan going while my respirator was going. That's being said, since we were since last week's podcast, I have dusted in there with the Swiffer duster. I went through seven Swiffer duster heads. Oh my gosh! Uh, and gave everything a nice dusting over. I also used the shop vac to uh, do it. You know, do big clean first, and then then the dusting. Yes. Okay. Uh, and that yeah, I was looking at a dust collection system on on uh, Rockler, you know the the hard woodworking I mean, I catalog know, I'm sure that sits on our table. Your, your friend does. Oh yes, Joe. Yeah, Joe probably knows. Um, and uh, that was like it's six hundred dollars, and then I looked at as like oh it's enormous, so I was like eh, I'll just stick with shop back and fam 
for well, now. Now you can stick with fan and filter. Well, yeah, the filter would have to go on the other side of it. So we heard from another listener who had a similar suggestion. Jason yes. says you can make a super cheap, pretty efficient air filter with a box fan and a 20 by 20 air filter. Just attach the filter to the back of the fan, set it at the end of your table or right next to your work, and voila, just vacuum it off when it gets too full of dust. Good luck. And he included a picture. <laughs> I like it. That's sort of like how Dan Erlewine does spray touch-ups in his shop. Oh, okay. Uh, but before you get to the Patreons, a few random things. This is... this is. Uh, oh, the email that I skipped over because we were running out of time. Yeah. But then I saw it. It was to me. Yeah. Well, some things were to you. Anyway, well, go well, ahead. Read here's, it. here's the deal. Melissa, I saved you from being skipped over. <laughs> First of all, thank you for continuing to produce your awesome podcast. A uh, little about Dory's new podcast here for you. It has been fun to listen to and also a good comforting distraction. <gasps> Look at that. That's why she, she is so humble. She didn't want to read it because of that compliment. Um, random things I've been saving up uh, to say over the last four or five podcasts. Just kept forgetting. Okay, here we go. To answer Matt's question. Yes, I play the clarinet since I was a kid and I still get out sometimes. <laughs> I also got an alto sax when eBay was hot like 15 years ago and taught myself to play that with the beginning book. Easy transition from clarinet. What I really want to play, though, is a tenor sax. Those are super cool. I have someone who has offered to loan me one, which I will take him up on, post-social distancing. See, I've never played a tenor. Mm. I was not allowed to play a tenor. They wouldn't let me. Uh, I think you start on an alto and then you go to tenor. And I just probably was never good enough to play a tenor mm-hmm. saxophone. <laughs> Interesting fact about me is that I currently play handbells with a local choir. Anyone who doesn't know what handbells are, think white gloves and Christmas. Uh, beautiful sound and worth a Google. Oops, sorry. Hang on. My phone, my thing's going wackies. It's gone. It's gone. I lost the email, honey. What? How'd that happen? Uh, a combination of me holding my Apple Pencil and my finger. Ah. Well, she also has a nitpicky question about nicknames. Does yes. it bother you when people refer to Henry as Hank? I don't remember you ever expressing that Hank is his nickname. I generally think it is quite annoying when people call other people nicknames without first asking them or their parents if they're a baby, especially since parents take such great time and deliberation choosing their baby's name in the first place. Wondering the same about Cat and Door. Not as different as replacing Henry with Hank, since and you are not babies, but still, I've only listened to a few episodes of Forever 35, so maybe the nicknames Cat and Door became an established thing at one point. Well. You should answer that. Um, yes, yeah, someone referred to us as Cat and Door, and we were, we were chuffed by it. Um, I've been called Door before, but Kate kind of is a nickname so she had never had a nickname so she was like very pleased to have a nickname <laughs> and now when people write into us they write into cat and door cat door is yeah, also a door. thing so we decided if we ever have a production company we'll call it cat door i like it a lot hey you're a little get up on that mic you're a little quiet oh sorry there you go hello well i don't have my headphones on. i know you gave them to your to your husband yeah um does it bother you when people refer to henry as hank hmm does it I don't think it really bothers me. Two people do it to me. But we don't call him that. We don't call him that. And I just... He doesn't seem like a Hank. I just ignore it. Yeah, I kind of... I'm just kind of... Like, it doesn't bother me, but I'm also not like, yes, that's his nickname. (laughs) Yeah. He doesn't really have a nickname yet. Yeah. Dory calls him Little One, like she's Deanna Troy's mother. (laughs) It's very interesting. 
All right. And for the internet flashback portion of the podcast, I love the memes and things that Matt chooses to bring back. Here's one for you. Please tell me that you've seen the apparently kid. Please take a watch if you haven't seen it. I literally crack up every time I've seen it over the years. This kid deserves. Uh, to be I have remembered. seen the apparently kid. Let's. I, ha- I have. Take yeah. a look. One second. What did you think about the ride? <laughs> it was great. And apparently, I've never been on live television before, but. Oh, you can't even hear it. No. Here, you got it. This is for Dory, because uh, bring it back to the beginning for yourself. Because I'm a kid, and apparently every time, apparently, Grandpa just gives me a remote after we watch the Powerball. Wow. Okay. <laughs> His first apparently is, apparently I've never been on live television before. Aww, <laughs> um. All right. Stay safe and stay healthy and safe. And thanks again, Melissa. Quarantined in 1,900 square feet in Camarillo, California, with one husband, one five-month-old science baby, and two cats. Okay, now now we can wrap this up with a big old thank you to our Patreon supporters. Thank you all so 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 uh, much for continuing to support us. If you if you care to support the podcast, you can do so over at patreon.com forward slash excellent adventure. Uh, at the $5 level or above, you get your name read right on the podcast each month. You also get the back catalog of Patreon episodes if you support us there. And you get bonus episodes. Like, you get, if you support us at the $5 level, you get one bonus episode. $10 level, you get two bonus episodes. And these episodes are pretty cool. Uh, <laughs> yeah, they're pretty cool. But if you're looking for something to listen to and you find us to be interesting at all, then head over there sign up now you get the entire back catalog so that'll keep you pretty much occupied the entire time we're stuck in our houses yeah uh so thank you to the following folks hannah crowder helen rb hooten waddle jackie g jane callahan jennifer sika jennifer Steele, jess branch jesse Hendricks, jessica man manilovich i believe that's correct kane mccall caitlin Pusey, katherine linnae katherine shimmons Katie Heimer. Katie Regan. Katie Tavey. Kelly Zimmerman. Carrie Mills. Kim Mestra. Christopher Fenaghi. Laura Dodge. Laura Madge. Laura Rosenblum. Lauren. Leslie Shoup. Good old Lex Conan. Liesel. Uh, Linnea Thonsel. Maggie Fleming. Martin Hedegard-Peterson. Maude Tremblay. Mackenzie Erickson. Magana Prasad. Melinda Phelps. Michelle Isom. Michelle Kitzmiller. Mike Zytek. Mike, Kim, and Leo. Molly Schranz. Mariah Adamick. Mr. Bundy. Nancy Powell. Nikki Bossert. Nikki Murica. Patricia Faust-Resig. Paul Sharp. Paula. And Rachel Downey. Thank you, everyone, so Thank much. Thank you. We really appreciate you. We will see you all on the flip side of this, and we'll hear from us next week. And Bye. you, email us. Bye. Bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.